Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Celebrate the end of your workday with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as another busy Wednesday flies by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Y'all ready? Uh, let's go. Welcome. This is Michael Collier's world. Started on Venice Beach, now he reaching the world. He'll make you laugh till your stomach hurts. Super fly, nice guy. And pray if you need the word. Probably dressed to the nuts. Come on, get ready for the star search winner. An OG three times. This ain't no beginner. Whether you in your house, you on your burger, out to dinner, on your job, in your car, turn it up and get some milk. Hey, yes, it's me, Michael Kaya, and I'm black. I mean, I'm back. Michael talks to everybody. Hey, y'all, when I say everybody, I mean, I talk to everybody. On this show so far, and we just got started, we've already had Monique, T.I., Hill, Harper, Earthquake, Faison, Love, uh, the Democratic National Chairman when Barack was in office. I love him. Uh, Michael Steele. And I even had a black female rocket scientist, the great Camille Waltrip, Aline. And when I say I'm talking to everybody, I'm talking to everybody. I'm talking to a great man. Uh, uh, they say most one of the most dangerous men in the world. I, I know him to just be one sharp brother who's in his community and he ain't scared. He ain't a scarred. He ain't a scarred. And he also has a sense of humor, a sense of heart. And he cares about who he is and where he comes from. And he don't stand up for it. He don't give a damn what y'all got to say. I'm talking about one and only Mr. Charleston White. Welcome to the show, King. Welcome. Yes, How you thank feel? You, brother. Thank, thank you for having me, Mr. Collier. Appreciate you, brother. Man, 
Thank you for coming, man. You're so fly. I, I was, you know, trying to, um, I don't know, study up on you, see the things people are saying. I, and every time I meet you, you just the most, uh, you just the most articulate and well spoken and just cool, brother. You ain't all excited and all over the place. You're focused and clear. You know what you're saying, and it's just always good to have a conversation with you. So once again, welcome to the show, and thank you for coming. I'm going to get right to it because you, like me, you got a schedule. You got a place to go, people to do. I want to start at the very beginning because I know you say um, that you like to challenge and uh, disrespect even. You say the gangbangers. You like to challenge the most evil and most heartless black men. And you say that's gangbangers, rappers, and street guys. Now, are all rappers lumped into that? Or you mean you know who we're talking about, the ones who are saying things that disrupt the community? Which one? What do you mean? Uh, I'm going to lump them together and say all rappers, because just like you got good cops and bad cops and the good right. cops never point out the bad cops. So that mm -hmm. means all cops. So, yeah, I'm putting in all rappers. Wow. And then you were, but you were in a gang at, at one point, right? Yeah, yes, sir. Uh, I, I never I never joined the gang on the streets. Uh, I joined the gang in, in the boys home in the juvenile system. Uh, where most gangs are pretty much, most kids join the gangs in the boys' home. I never was exposed to the gangs because I come from a, a, a upper-middle-class background. So the only time I ever saw gangs was either on television or when I went to juvenile hall. And so when mm. I first got exposed to gangs, it was very appealing to me. Coming from a single-parent home, never had been spanked by a man, disciplined by a man, hugged by a man. Or even seen a man come out my mother's bedroom. So the affirmation that the 17 and the 18 and the 19 year olds gave to me at 14, they felt mm -hmm. like my like they was my father figure. Okay, and you you sort of looked up to them as that as well, since you yes, never sir. had that already. Yes, sir. Oh, uh, okay. So that's what you meant by being in a gang. But once you got out into the streets and saw what our gangs are doing, once brain development start taking place. So around 18, 19, maturity levels start coming about. So since right. I never had a real foundation of, of, of gang principles, or uh, 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 even, uh, I never even had a street mentality because I come from a, a home that I wasn't exposed to the streets. You see what I'm saying? So I never had a street mentality. Right. So it was easy for me when I got 18, 19 years old and started looking at things differently for me to say, well, man, I don't want to be a part of this. Because I grew up in the in the era where if two black guys was fighting and one of them fell to the ground, you didn't stomp him out. You let him get back up. And say, come on, let's. So it was some exactly and rules and how we how we engaged each other as black men. So once I started getting eighteen and nineteen years old and I started maturing, then I the group thinking just didn't appeal to me anymore. Mm, uh, okay, okay. So money. You said the statement, money is for tricking off on women. What does that mean? I, I was raised to believe that uh, a, a man with money has money for two sole purposes, to provide for his family and, 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 and his pleasures. And most of his pleasures revolve around women. Uh, when he go get his pretty Corvette, he's not getting a pretty Corvette to impress his buddies. He won't impress a woman. Uh, True. When, he, when, when he dies all gray, beard black he's not doing that for his guys he's doing that for his woman when we go to the right. barber shop and we think we're the we're not really doing that so everything in my mm -hmm. world kind of revolves around a woman man too 
Thank you. We're in the same world on that one. We're in the same world on that one. In fact, I'm in love right now. I'm about to get married, man. November 4th, wherever y'all are, just stop and pray because it's on its way, you know. Um, I, I love that the, despite the fact that you have a depth, you have real gravitas, you have a position, you still have heart. You're still light about it. Yet you, are, you, const, you often mention that you're ready if they come for you. You know, all the truth you talk, you say that sooner or later they coming for you and you ready, though. You say you got your pistols and it's but I'm my question on that, though, is do you set yourself up for that by saying things? You know, because I think we are the stories that we tell. So if you say that's going to happen, like Tupac used to say, man, you know, he used to prepare for death and then death came. Don't you get what you prepare for? Uh, Tupac was just talking. He wasn't preparing. He didn't go to the gun range. Uh, he oh. was caught without a bulletproof vest. Uh, he was a convicted felon that couldn't carry guns. Mm, so okay. he, he was just he was just talking, right? Uh, Dr. Right. King spoke peace and ended up dead. He spoke nonviolence and ended up right. dead. Uh, mm -hmm. Same with Malcolm. I know by me mm -hmm. having a voice, and, and, and man, I'm one of the first black men who openly and publicly chose to disrespect our gangsters, the black gangsters. I'm not, I'm not messing mm. with the Mexican cartel. I'm not speaking on the Italian mafia. I'm speaking on what I see is the greatest problem that's plaguing the black community from the inside looking in. And it's, and it's the gangsters and the rappers and the rhetoric that they promote and propagate, not just to our children, but what they display to the world, it makes it easy for us to get a 40-year sentence when we're 12 years old, to make it easy for us to get a 75-year sentence when we're 15 years old, when they realize that this subculture, hip-hop culture, is, is, is where our values and, and morals and principles are deriving from, and it's all negative and detrimental. So I chose to become the change that I wanted to see in the black community. I remember there was men in the community that when gangbanging came, it didn't come on their street because there was one father that wouldn't allow it to they come on They would not street. allow it. That's right. That's right. Go so ahead. So I wanted... I wanted to make it cool again to say, man, that's wrong. Man, that's not right. And, and All right. That's 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 what I did. And it became risky. And, and, and I get a lot of threats upon my life. But this is what I tell myself in prayer. I say, God, man, I ain't robbed none of them niggas. I ain't jumped on none of their sisters. That's I ain't right. shot up their mama houses. I haven't mistreated their children. So what harm can come from me from just speaking? Exposing them is the harm. You're exposing something that that people have put a face on to try to make it look like it's a good thing so you don't see who they really are, but you're pulling back the veil. That's the harm they feel. You letting people see who people truly are and that it's not a good thing. And so I, I, I often ask children, mm -hmm. I say, how can you tell if you're a good person or a bad person? And mm -hmm. I ask them, do you feel bad when you do something wrong? That's your gauge. Well, if you tell a lie and everybody in the room believe the lie and nobody knows you lying but you and God, do you feel bad? I do. Mm -hmm. If I steal something and I'm the only one know I stole it, even though I may stole something I need, I still feel bad. Wow. Well, it's, it's said that you really are the person that is that person that no one thinks is looking. 
You know, what you do when you don't think nobody's looking, that really defines who you are. When you think yes, you can sir. get away, when you, you live in this, they don't see this and you that's who the person you really are. What do you do in the dark? What do you do when people can't see it? And so at this point, uh, gangs have existed in the black community for 50 years. They said it, the Crips celebrated their 50 year mark about a year ago, 1969 right. to now. Rap right. music. Have rap music have been around just about the same 40, 45 years, 50 year mark. I think they're at their 50 year anniversary. So as 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 a as a nation of people considered a race of people in America who still believe we're somewhat in bondage and don't have equal rights nor equal protection under the law. You mean to tell me we can look at this subculture, whether it's gang culture, uh, hip hop culture, and continue to remain silent? on the evidence and the effects that it has right before our eyes. It's up there with the Ku Klux Klan. Wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. I, so you just, you have a controversy going on right now about a beef you got with a little kid. What, tell, will you explain that to me? Tell me what that is. Uh, I, call, I call CPS on a, on a 10-year-old kid who was threatening me. Well, well, you laughing. Uh, I've been you, working. I've been working with ten-year-old kids with murder cases for the last ten years. What? I've been working. With, I've been working with twelve-year-old kids with capital murder cases. Wow! So, so when a kid make a threat, actually, there's a rapper by the name of Finesse Two Times from Memphis, Tennessee, mm -hmm. who took a kid off the streets. Now, this isn't your typical ten-year-old kid. This kid shoots dice. Uh, he raps at night in the club with the grown rappers. He's in a strip club. He smoke weed. He roll weed. So he's a gangster wow. little 10-year-old. Uh, he probably getting pussy and everything. He's 10 years old. Dick sucked and everything. So the rapper has him and got him on the road with him. So I was jokingly making a joke about this kid because he's been trending all over social media. He in the strip clubs, he in the club at nighttime, shirt off, pants sagging. So I made a joke about it, and the kid responded with the rappers with grown folks in the room threatening to do injury and bodily harm to me with the grown folks saying, yeah, we go do this, we go do this. So me being a youth advocate and seeing what I saw, mm. my convictions as a father, as a black man in the black community, and as a man who don't play with children, I don't play with kids. A kid gonna mm -hmm. stay in this kid place in my presence. So what I, saw, right. what I saw was child endangerment, and child mm -hmm. neglect. So I felt obligated to report what I saw to to Tennessee's Child Protective Services. But this is what they don't talk about. I, I, I found his mother. Because it, I, who would give a rapper who just come home from prison and most of his shows are shot up with gun violence? So why would he have this kid at a show that mostly ended in gun violence? Out of 13 of his shows, 10 of them have had ended in shooting. Wow. So I'm saying myself, I'm saying, so I, I had the internet. I said, well, who's this mother? Come to find out this mother has lost rights to her kids. So he's with his elder grandmother who's suffering from a severe illness. Mother just come home from prison. She's suffering from mental health illness. She went to prison for stealing clothes for her kids while her baby daddy was in jail himself. So this 10-year-old kid is a little street kid that grew up in the streets, right? This rapper taking right. him in. When I jokingly mentioned about him, my life begins to be threatened. So what I did, I found a mother. 
I found okay. the mother. I got the mother. Uh, I bought her a new car, a 2023 Pathfinder. I helped get her clothes, helped get her cell phone, and I put her in contact with some people who could help her establish an LLC, help restore credit, and begin doing that. I didn't take that to the internet. Uh, a week later after that, the same mother ends up stabbing her mother, which is that 10-year-old kid grandmother, and it's been all oh. over the news, so now she's in prison. So now she's back in jail on her way back to prison for attempted murder on her own mother. So before wow. I can fly her to, before I can fly her to go come pick up the car, she didn't have a birth certificate. She didn't have an ID. She didn't have nothing. As most people struggle with this coming home from prison to re-enter back into society, it's a little hard for okay. them. So she's, in, she's yeah. back in jail. So now I'm rationing with myself, saying, "Who do I get a car to now?" Do I give it to another woman who's working with children? Do I give it to this mother? And man, the spirit moved on me and said, give it to the oldest child. The mother is in jail. Grandmama's okay. in the hospital. So I called and found out who was the oldest child. She's an 18-year-old little girl, just graduated from high school, and she's pregnant already. So what I did, wow. I young girl, which is that little boy's oldest sister, I flew to mm -hmm. six sister along with the mom's childhood friend to come pick up the car they just made it back to memphis i think yesterday or the day before with a brand new car wow wow brother thank you i thank you for doing that wow wow now mama stabbed the grandmama so mom in jail the kid trying to make it man I am loving this talk, brother. Give me one moment. I got to go sell something. That's right, people. We got to take a break around here. It's commercial time. I'm your boy, Michael Kyle. You know Michael talks to everybody. We'll be right black. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. 
But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. <sighs> Celebrate the end of your workday with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as another busy Wednesday flies by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Michael, talk to everybody, and we're here with Charleston White, and we are having an illuminated conversation. I am loving this conversation so much. Um, and you were just saying about, uh, we, we got, I think we got cut off for one second when you were talking about all the stuff you had done for the mother, but then the mother turned around and stabbed the grandmama so she couldn't even realize the car. So you said, well, you can who to get the money to so you can get the money to the older child, right? So tell me about that. We, just, we gave the car, so I flew. I was in Vegas at the time, so I had the car delivered to me in Vegas, and I was going to fly the mom and her friend up to Vegas uh, to get them out of Memphis, let them spend a night in Vegas. Nice. Uh, in Vegas before, and then that little old two-day ride back uh, be kind of like, it, it, it's like clearing your mind, that little old trip. So I thought it'd be good for her. Mom ended up going to jail. So uh, I flew her 18-year-old daughter, her 16-year-old sister, which are the older siblings of that 10-year-old kid, little King. Okay. And uh, the mom's childhood friend, I flew them to Vegas, uh, put them in the Planet Hollywood Hotel, let them get what, you know, do whatever they wanted to do for that night. Uh, had them pick the car up the next day, and they did a two-day two, two day drive back to Memphis. Uh, I think they made it back yesterday, I believe, or it was Sunday. Mm. They made it back Sunday. But what happened to the kid? Uh, well, the kid's still with the rapper. So reporting them didn't do nothing. He's still there, right? He stood out. Well, from from what I understand, the right. grandmother gave this rapper guardianship of the ten year old. And so, have you heard the yeah, kid? Does yeah, the kid it, rap? It, it, a, Does he rap? Yeah, he rap like a gangster. Wow, nigga. like a little gangster nigga. So he's being raised pretty much by the rapper. Huh. He's being raised like a like a street nigga raised his son. Okay, I'm gonna ask you one more dangerous question here again. I you said with these. Uh, uh, gangbangers, rappers, and street guys, you say, I disrespect them, and I assault them. And then you say, I'm going to make these niggas kill me. And I know you don't mean that, but you're saying you're going to do everything you can to make your point of view clear on what's going down in our community. You don't really mean you want no niggas to come kill you. I'm making my business to disrespect all black gangs. Uh, I'm making my business to disrespect uh, their dead homies, so when they homies die, I laugh. Yeah, yeah, what you niggas crying for when y'all been killing? Wow. Y'all been killing all your lives. And you niggas uh -huh. brag about being this OG something such 
who has a resume of doing nothing but harm to his own community. So when y'all die, I Whoa. celebrate. When one of them get killed, Whoa. Whoa, I like that. That was very clear. You, the only resume you have is the harm you've done to your black community. Yeah, that's it. You're not wow. known. You, 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 you don't have 20 years of filing taxes as a head of a household. You've been in prison beating up people. The Crips and the Bloods didn't start out protecting the community. That's the biggest lie and myth that was ever told. I was gonna, I was gonna ask you that. I thought that's how they started out to help the community. How did they start out then? Bullying. So they started out just being a gang. Wow. So how is that myth propagated? Because it's they never saw they never saw the Black Panther Party. The Black Panther Party was in Oakland. The L.A. Crips right? and Bloods was started by teenagers, kids who was bullying each other who was bullying the park workers, the the the, 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 rec, the rec center workers. So I understand the culture. I was a part of it. Until gangbanging showed up, I was a kid that was still talking about black and white, black power. Let's get the white man, the man this. Right. You know, so I come up under those type of black men trying to give me their anger and their hatred toward white people. The gangbanging gave me a hatred toward black people for no reason other than the color and the street name. So when I start maturing and looking at life different, at 19 and 20, why would I want to hurt you for a street that don't even exist in my city? That's what made me quit. Mm. So I'm killing wow. my brother. I'm hurt my mother for a street right. thing that I can't even walk on in California. Because these them niggas in California will kill me because I'm not from there claiming a street name. Wow. Well, let me ask you this. We, we know it's a dangerous position you take. I I think it's a great position to take. I hope it don't make folks hate me and come after me. But if they do, I guess it is what it is. But I like to hear a black man stand up for our community against the elements that really are bringing damage. You know, it's funny because... I was saying sometimes I'd be dancing to a rap song and I'd be halfway in the middle of it when I realized the lyric. And I hear the lyric, I'd be like, wait a minute, I don't know if I want to be singing. I don't know if I want to be dancing to the bitch song, to the song about the bitch, the song about what I did to the lady. I don't, that that doesn't resonate with my spirit. I a song I used to dance to, boy. And it's a part well, the, where he says, I take the bitch to the spot. I give mm -hmm. her a perk. I get a bitch Percocet. a perk, meaning a Percocet. And listen what he say. She don't even understand me when I told her drop her panties. She don't even wow. understand when I told her drop her panties. Man, I would I danced to that for so long till I said, what that nigga say? That's a rape lyric. So, we so Bill Cosby didn't write that? Bill Cosby didn't no, write that lyric? We, we, we got another. Right, go ahead. A nigga thought it go was ahead. funny, owe me some money. I kicked in his dough and fucked his main honey, honey. I'm looking at rape. I'm looking at kid now. Wow. And when these wow. bitches get through, they go be full of hot cows. T.I. got a song. Mm. I put dick in your daddy's daughter. And dad'll have children. And if she pregnant, he go on to say, I drive her ass to Missouri and drop her off in Mississippi. Talking about killing her. Because she the lyrics, the lyrics promote this. So this is my conviction as a black man. When I was a 16, 17, 18-year-old kid, and I heard mm -hmm. Tupac Shakur says, Dolores Tucker, use a motherfucker. Dolores mm -hmm. Tucker, use a motherfucker, because she started mm -hmm. coming up against the lyrics that was degrading the black sisters and the black women. 
Tupac mm-hmm. made me hate Dolores C. Tucker. And she was a, one of the greatest mm. gifts of my lifetime of this generation. I only grew wow. up to understand what Mr. Loris C. Tucker was trying to do. I didn't understand as a kid who believed in everything Tupac said, and he made right. me her. Wow. Wow. So I'm the male version of the Loris C. Tucker in today's time against the rappers mm. and the rappers. I'm fighting fire with fire. I'm fighting fire with fire. Okay, now let me ask you this. What do you get out of it? Obedience over sacrifice. After you worked in the community, Mm. I've been working with children who have been killing people and shooting up the neighborhood for over 10 years. Okay. I was a, I I worked as a defense, uh, uh, I did defense mitigation with with, with public defender's office. Uh, Somebody got to do it. I'm on the front line. I'm out here with them. I feed them. I, I clothe them. I'm in the detention teaching them. I'm at the parole office teaching classes. I'm at the University of Texas at Arlington teaching class. So why wouldn't nice. I speak out on what I'm seeing? I, I love this. Now, let me ask you this. Do you think your Black advocacy is as acceptable or as, as palatable as like the other great leaders like Malcolm and Martin? Or do you think people are more, I don't know. I don't know. How do you feel? Do you feel like they, that it, that resonates with parts of the community? Is a part of the community that says yay for you? Or are we just hearing the guys complain? Which one is it? Uh, it's, it's just the guys complaining. You won't find no black women, no black mothers on no platform, nowhere in the world complaining about Charleston White. Just guys who enjoy rap music and still hold on to the culture. Guys who want to straddle the fence, still play mm-hmm. a little gangster, but not be gangster. But they like the gangster mm-hmm. image. They like to the, steal the, So, uh, the, the reason why is uh, nobody have ever attacked the gang culture with such disrespect, right? Right, right. So I, I'm getting discredited because I'm, I'm speaking the language of the people. Fuck you, bitch-ass nigga. So I, I fight the fire with the fire. I use the same disrespect that they do in the communities. I use the same tactics and antics that they do in the communities. I talk like, nigga, if you do something to me, I'm going to do something to you. But I talk from a self-defense point of view. I always tell black men, I would much rather put you in jail, nigga, than kill you. I don't want to kill nobody, but I damn sure don't want to kill my own people. I much rather put a black man in jail so his mama can grave y'all and hurt everybody. But I know some niggas that would rather kill you. And they say stuff like this. I won't wish jail on my worst enemy, but they'll kill their enemy. But they won't wish jail on their worst enemy, but they'll kill their enemy. So I'm saying, man, we got to be fucked up as a race of people. We got to be, man, with this new mindset. Because this ain't this ain't black folks' mind. We got a gangster mind. This is an Italian derivative mind. This ain't this ain't our mind. But Charleston, most people are followers. You know, most people are followers. It just happens that they usually follow who has the loudest voice or who has the most prominent voice. I mean, look how many white folks voted for Trump. After Trump did everything that's government, he wiped his ass with the Constitution. He broke every rule he wanted. He stole uh, uh, papers. Uh, I mean, I'm talking about classified. So he's done everything. Yet half the voting people voted him back in. I, I, I don't understand. I don't get that. I don't, I don't get that. How does, how does that uh, that resonate? But yet, huh? You voted for Trump, too. I, I voted for him. Yeah, I, I voted for him because I've never seen the world come up against one man. So I was always told when everybody go right, go left. 
But but my point is, I don't think that he's great. And you you may. I don't think he's great, but he still got followers because he was the loudest. You know, the rappers are getting the followers because they got the music, they got the beat. I know a bunch of songs, and I ain't, I ain't saying nothing negative about individuals because I love T.I. I'm sorry, that's my friend. Um, and uh, He was my favorite rapper. He, he was one of my favorite rappers. T.I. was one of my favorite but wait, rappers. Let me, let me ask you this before we get out of here. The flip side of that is you're a comedian as well. I'm like... One side of you is like, man, we're going to make this thing. We're going to get this righteousness down. I don't care who you are. If you're doing some stuff against my community, I'm stepping up and saying, fuck you. I'm calling the police, pointing it out. That's like a hardcore level thing. But on the other side, you're a stand-up comedian. You just got a new gig. You're about to do. You already sold out, what, 23 shows uh, of comedy? And you're about to do a 60-city, four-country tour with T.K. Kirkland. So somebody... Live Nation. So they, somebody believes that you're a comedian for real because they, they put the money where their mouth is. How do you, I don't know, how do I jive the, those two characters, those two sides? Uh, I, I, came, I came to the internet not to be funny. I came to the internet out of frustration as a frustrated community activist who was broke, uh, a single father. Uh, I didn't take donations. I didn't ask for donations. I was all action. I was all uh, passion and purpose with no business sense. So you're going to burn out. Not good. You're, you're not good. Right. You're going to burn out. So in the process of me burning out, I began to get angry at the okay. conditions as well as the people All right. who are causing these conditions. So as I began to get angry, I started saying shit like, man, I hate these niggas. I hate these gangbanging niggas. And man, I would secretly get in my, my shower and, 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 and tears would come out my eye because I didn't want no hate in my heart. So I started asking God, God, don't let my heart be hardened mm -hmm. toward my own people. So I said, I, I can't stay on the Internet with all of this passion and purpose. Speak in the way I'm speaking. They're going to think I'm angry and a hateful black man. Then they're going to start saying I'm hating my own people. I didn't want to get stuck on the internet with that persona. So my way out was my gift of gal to be funny. I heard someone say the greatest truth ever told was told as a joke. So I just mm. started telling the truth with a funny delivery rather than an angry delivery. So I started making light and, and making it comical rather than being angry. And from that position, of, 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 of representing what I'm saying, it didn't allow my heart to be hardened. Now I'm going to be more funny. And what I realized mm. is that I have a And I started tapping into the gift because I didn't want to be an angry, hateful-hearted black man talking to his people. So I became funny. Let me tell you something else you have discovered in that, too, because that's the way I did my comedy. I was doing comedy on Venice Beach, and I was talking about Crack cocaine, because I was at the smoking crack. So I knew what I was talking about. I was at the talking about uh, safe sex in, in the 80s, in the 86 and 87, when you couldn't buy a condom, uh, you couldn't get a condom commercial on radio or TV because they said it was dirty. But all you need to keep from getting AIDS was to wear a condom. They wouldn't sell a condom. I stood on Venice Beach and talked about it, but I was able to talk about it. 
because I joked about it first. And once you joke and get people laugh, they calm down. Once they calm down, then you can slip that knowledge in, that information you want them to get because they're not automatically blocking you. And I, I don't know if you realize that you found that formula. It is a brilliant formula because that's how you get to the heart of people. Not only did I find that formula, it gave me protection too, where now people ain't as angry and taking it as personal is what I'm saying. Because it's funny too Nice. Now. So it nice. also level of protection around me as well, where I'm not being, it's not personalized anymore. They don't feel so attacked coming from Charleston now coming from the comedian Charleston. Nice. So I had to give the comedian Charleston a name because Charleston already has a name from the community activism and the youth advocacy. It's going to be hard to separate Charleston the funny man from the two. So that's where the name Rat Williams come. But the internet gave me that name. R-A-T? So Rat, Rat Williams? <laughs> so, so I wanted to incorporate tattletailing and snitching and crime stopping in this character. Oh, I like that. <laughs> so you you like, I ain't down with that not snitching. If you do something wrong in my community and I see it, I'm calling the police. I'm telling on your ass. I'm going to get the license plate number. Yeah, if you even look suspicious. <laughs> I'm getting a license plate <laughs> If you even look suspicious, wow. four niggas in a car and three of them hats turned sideways, I'm calling the police. <laughs> 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 you it's, know. Called, it's called crime prevention and crime intervention. We can prevent a lot of crime if we just call the police. Mm, brother, I, I really appreciate you. We are out of our time. Is there anything that you would want to say that you would like the public to hear? Yo, any point or anything before we shut off? No, no matter what you heard me say, there's no hate in this heart. There's no anger when I wake up speaking. There's no resentment toward anyone. And I've said a lot of offensive, violent things uh, on the internet in character, not mm -hmm. the man. Uh, right. A lot of people complain about what I say. They can't find one person complaining about what I've done. Mm. I don't lie, steal, or cheat. You hear people saying, man, well, he said this. You never hear him say, man, well, he done this. So I want to remind people that actions still do speak louder than words. I'm just on here talking loud. But if you look at my actions, you will see, man, that man just on there talking. He really got a kind and good heart. He's just trying to get his people attention. And, you know, you don't do any of those things you just said. What you do do that frightens them is you tell the truth. And you're not afraid about it. You ain't going to bite your tongue. And that really kills you. You know, if you're out there doing some dirt or doing some wrong, the last thing you want people to do is to shine a bright-ass light on it. And you're doing that all over the place. So I can't wait for your tour to see the information that you sent out there and what you're doing. Any information that you want to give us when the tour starts, where it's going or anything? Our uh, first show is Vegas, July 7th. Uh, July 8th, I believe we're in San Diego, after San Diego, Miami, then Dallas, and then we kick off the rest of it, man. So I hope you guys get your tickets. From what I was told, uh, it's almost 70% sold out already. Wow. And y'all just starting. Yes, sir. I love it. Uh, brother, I'm, I'm proud of you. I'm glad to know you. And um, I, I'm glad that you speak up. Someone has got to speak up. Someone has to have a point of view. And just like you, I was out there dancing. I'll be dancing to the music, too. And then I'll be halfway through and I'll be, wait, wait a minute. 
Wait a minute. I can't be dancing to that because I got a mama and a grandmama who love God and certain yeah. things I can't dance to, you know. So I'm glad that you speak up. I'm glad that you're you, uh, Charleston White, and that you're not afraid. And I pray protection over you. So you continue, man, to to stay on your mission, which is to shine a light when someone is doing something dark in our community because it's not OK. It's not all right to turn the other way or to say, oh, well, it's OK. Can we put a beat to it? The truth is you got to do it right to get the fuck out of here. You, you're not yes, having sir. it, you know, and I, I appreciate your stand on that, man. Is there a way people can reach you? Will you tell people they reach you online or? Rat Williams underscore. Now, uh, once again, that's two T's. Rat Williams. Like, yeah, R-A-T-T Williams underscore. Uh, the Real Charleston White is my YouTube. And uh, if you need to book me, all that information is uh, it's, it's on my Instagram page. Hey, and your Instagram is just your name, Charleston White. Rat, uh, Rat Williams yeah. underscore. Oh, Rat Williams. Oh, oh that, I gotta look at that they one. Banning, they keep banning and shutting down Charleston White, so I, I took the Rat Williams name and I don't have no more problem no more. Oh, man. I appreciate you. I, I am so grateful. I'm so grateful for this talk. This is really a good talk. I'm always excited to talk to you, man. It's, it's like it's like drinking from the fountain of life. I love speaking to you. I love you, King, and thank you. I appreciate you so much. That's Charleston White. Michael talks to everybody right here, y'all. You know I do three new people per week, three new three new shows every week. Also, you can find me on um, YouTube five days a week with the morning show, the Mike Kaye morning show. You have eight opportunities every week to miss me. So get in there and get this information because it's going to be good, good, and good. I appreciate that, Joan. That's Charleston White. Everybody, you welcome to y'all opinion, but I think people have to live the truth of their heart the truth of their conviction because I always tell everybody when we get to the end and have to speak to the Lord above it's just us it's one on one and I take care of me you take care of you but let's take care of us let's take care of our communities okay God bless you real good gotta go Michael Kaya probably made a lot of noise with these wires on the table today didn't I doggone it and heck he shoot I'll catch you on the next one remember God is good believe in yourself and remember life is a garden if you dig it Michael talk to everybody I'm telling you sooner or later I was talking to your mama. Okay, talk to you later. Bye. I had a good time today. I hope y'all did too, man. Thank y'all for checking us out here at Michael Talks to Everybody. Hey, you can follow me, man. I'm easy to follow. I'm on Instagram, just under at Michael Kaya. I'm on TikTok. That's Michael Kaya 135. I have a very sexy webpage called TheRealMichaelKaya.com. You know, you go over there, you can find out about my merchandise and what I'm doing and where all my shows are. Everything is right there. Or if you really love me, you can go to my cash app. That's dollar sign, Michael Kaya's money. I'm playing with y'all, but I accept green stamp, food stamp, Canadian money. I'll take your bus transfer if you got some time left on it. And my morning show, oh my goodness, the Michael Kaya morning show. That's 7 a.m. Pacific time, yo, five days a week. This has been a Raylock Group production. I'll see y'all later. <laughs>
Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant, or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Hyatt Ziva Riviera Cancun at CheapCaribbean.com. That's CheapCaribbean.com.